Good evening, good evening, good evening. We are ready for action. It is Super Bowl Sunday. How's everybody feeling? This is Brandon Taylor with the Ramen Movement. We are glad to be back in action. I'm going to go around real quick, as usual, to see how my compadres are doing. Miss David, how are you? I am absolutely wonderful. Oh my gosh, everything is so perfect. Yes, it's been a wonderful week, and I'm ready for another wonderful week. Good year, good deal. CT, what's new and improved? And everything is everything. Glad to be here as usual. Uh, ready to get this kicked off. Uh, Super Bowl, who y'all got? Let us know in the comments. Share, like, follow, all that good stuff. But uh, we're going to have a little fun show today. So let's get to it. Glad you went into it. So everything's good. We just got back in town. So proud of my daughter's dance team. They went down there and performed well in the national competition. Took home two second place finishes and a third place finish. So pretty good for a national event. We're glad to be back. Wonderful. Um, Congratulations. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. She, they work hard. The mm -hmm. whole team works hard. And it's, it's good to see your kids thrive in that environment and to do well at what they practice at, you know. So that was great to see. Um, so let's jump right into it. Let's let's talk about it. So the two teams, the 49ers and the Chiefs. Do either of you have a preference or a prediction or anything about the game itself? I'm going for the red team. <laughs> She's not going to lose then. Okay. <laughs> well, even though the Chiefs will be the one in the red, oh, okay. 49ers will be wearing their white jersey. So. Oh, oh, okay. So just, I was be, just looking be, at the logos. Both had red in them. So, red. whatever. Why do you have to be? I'm just – you said red. I'm just pointing out who it is. Okay. Trying okay. to help you. Thank you. Assist. Huh? Yay. As far as the game goes, first thing I want is a good game, period, okay. as a football fan. But uh, I would like to see Andy Reid get a one. I wish he would have got one when he was in Philly, but uh, I'm glad it didn't happen. I, I agree. You and your saltiness. Stay where you are. Extra salt. As you oh, can see, I'm oh. still wearing the blue and gray. I, I, I see that. You, you, you're, you're still a salty human being, regardless. Indeed. indeed, indeed. Uh, keep all that sea salt to yourself. <laughs> Giving people high blood pressure. Wow. We're going to be okay. Wow. But I really would like to see Andy. Will it happen? I don't know. The 49ers are tough on defense. Right. Real tough. And even though he's a offensive guru, man, <laughs> some bad boys. Yeah. Tough team. Yeah, so. I'm excited for the actual meat of the Super Bowl, though, which is what we're going to talk about today: the commercials, yeah, and marketing, how it affects your business. Um, specifically, you pulled up an interesting stat: and five point six people, and that is in millions for how long? Thirty seconds, people. Wow. <laughs> Can I say it again? Say it again. With my chest? Say it with yes. your chest. 5.6 million dollars. Money, 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 money. Lord money. That's Jesus. Money. Yes, yes. Come on in here, Lord. Mmm. Mmm. You're in the building. <laughs> 30 seconds worth. Come on. So yeah. would you say if you're fortunate enough to get a commercial on during the Super Bowl, it's whether it gets any kind of buzz or anything it's successful oh absolutely to, to buy that time slot absolutely yeah. to get that number of eyes now i don't know did you pull up the statistic how many people did they anticipate will be watching the super bowl didn't have that okay didn't have that uh but 
it's one of those things where through the years you can see who's going to be in it as far as usually having a Super Bowl commercial. Mm-hmm. Just because you have usually the same contenders. You'll see Budweiser. You'll see Doritos. You'll see all these, the usual suspects in the pool of people that are going to pay that money to do this marketing. And the article that I found, they said it's up 400000 from last year. Okay. As far as paying for the spots. But it's one of those things where if you've got it, why not invest in it? Because you don't know what else will come from it. It's a solid investment. Solid investment. So just at a quick Google, it says that last year, 98.2 million viewers watched the Super Bowl. So, yeah, that is really pennies on the dollar for the amount of viewers that you're going to be able to get. Right. I, I think it's absolutely worth it. A word, I mean, I know it's out there, which I would have looked into it a little more, like their ideal amount, you know, percentage of capture, like what turns into actual sales from these. Because you do see the traditional blue bloods, but mm-hmm. then you see a a company that may like shock you. Like, but but then know. again, you have uh, the local level too, just like David Harris was talking to us earlier with her client. And she, as soon as she started talking about it, I was like, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And I saw it twice, two or three times, or actually today. And as soon as you start talking about it, I was able to tell you, yeah, that was the one that I saw. Yeah. Right. So it, it's one of those things where even if you're local, if you've got enough to do it, why not do it? Right. Plus, if you're angling it to the market that you wanted to reach. And you've got the money to do it. Now, don't we're not saying go out there and just go crazy with your money, spending it, and then nothing happens and you want to blame the world because it didn't work. Sure. If you don't have the money, you just can't do it. Mm-hmm. But if you have that money in to invest, it's a no-brainer. Oh, absolutely. No and brainer. another thing that goes along with that is even when we're talking about investing money for branding and awareness, make sure you have your processes in place so after people watch the commercial what do you want them to do next do they need to go to your website is there a form you want them to fill out like what's the social media is a big thing too yeah you got to have that available for them because it may be that someone wants to go back and watch that commercial again Mm -hmm. or somebody wants that instant gratification to see where they can go to get that product so that that plays a key role in it as far as marketing goes so another aspect change gears from business owner to consumer, what draws you in? Like, funny. Funny. Yeah. And, but to me, because it sparks conversation and keeps it on your mind, what about the same for you or something? I like funny, but I'm a, I, my personal opinion, what I believe hits people the most is what touches them here. Because there are. Yeah, but it was class deals, boy. That's why we call them Care Bear. <laughs> those Budweiser commercials. Uh-huh. If you catch you with too many drinks in you, you you might be there. Wow. wow. No, have you all seen the um the Black History commercial that they're doing? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, so they're looking at um oh my goodness, I don't remember which company it was. Oh my goodness, let me google that. So there's a Black History commercial that they're doing and it's essentially saying all the first or all the what's was it Google? The most searched um, Star Bank Star Spangled Banner was Whitney, Whitney Houston. Houston. Yes, which company is that? Google that's doing that commercial. I don't know who's doing the commercial, but uh, 
we were talking about Star Wars Spangled Banner, and nobody has wanted to top Whitney Houston's Star Spangled Banner. But really. there's so many other, um, oh goodness, and they're doing it for Black History Month as well. Well, shoot, now, the Black History commercial, yeah, Google. So the most searched ads, the it's place tribute uh -huh. to all the different all the different searches that are attributed to black history. And right. it's really a great commercial. You sit and watch yeah. it and you're like, oh, I didn't realize that. There's a few commercials that Google are going to have out. And there's one that they've been pushing a lot where it's basically like a history trace. Mm -hmm. But I haven't seen the ones as far as the black history, which, of course, we need because. Oh, yeah, because they have. It needs to be known. Well, this will probably change, but the most searched athlete is LeBron James. The most searched autobiography was Malcolm X. The most searched baseball player was Derek Jeter. Um, most searched boycott was the Montgomery boycott, Mo Montgomery bus boycott. Mm -hmm. But various things that was like, oh, I didn't know that. The most so searched poet was Maya Angelou. Really? So, yeah, but it's it's absolutely awesome that they put that commercial together. And uh, you, I don't you know have, why my brain didn't connect it to Google, but... You have so many things. That there's so many commercials that are just... Amazing. They're amazing, and some people are just ahead of the curve with mm -hmm. some, some of their thoughts and the way they put it out. Right. I like those, too, being that boom work with the film crew, the cinematic side of it. Okay. Yeah. Those that really put something together that's thought-provoking... Or makes you just like, I need to watch that again. Yeah. Even if you don't need the product, you want to watch the commercial again. Mm -hmm. But what about the wild card? Case in point, the Budweiser, the weather. That right there. It was enough that it got catchy. Yeah. Yes. You know, and there's always those like, I didn't really think that was funny. But you see it seven or eight times like, that is kind of funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but and it, then it becomes popular culture. So yes. now you see everybody like, ah, yeah. 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 Yes. So that was whoever came up with that one. They were on their game because mm -hmm. they they hit it out the park with right. as simplistic yeah as simplistic as it was. It was the perfect commercial for what they were trying to do. Get something catchy. Get it into their heads because when you hear somebody saying "What's up?" What are you thinking about? Bud Light. Right. It went hand in hand. So. Right. And that's you know that's on a whole nother scale when you're talking about to the masses. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes as small business owners, we we look at content we create, but we don't think about okay, I need to capture, you know, out of 300 million people, I'd like to at least get 10 million sales. Mm -hmm. You know, but those are scales we need to graduate to, and eventually, so. These people in these marketing offices, she's genius. I mean, hey, you know, marketing as a career is six figures out the gate. Yeah. So, you know, if you have a creative mind, I actually went to school for marketing. Um, I love commercials. Like, I remember old commercials mm -hmm. from back in the 80s and stuff more than I remember the TV show. That's like, where is the beef? Yes. Mm -hmm. That yes. commercial, even now, it, it still resonates. Iconic. Yeah. You see that little old lady, she pulls that bud back off there and see that burger. It's just like, man. And it's still good and it yeah. still cracks you up. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many other commercials out there where you are just like blown away. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's had humor in it. Right. If it was just humorous, because I know me, you, Pops, we don't have many commercials where we just like, let you see that tomorrow. 
walk on out of here for a minute. Right. Because you knew what was about to happen. It's been plenty. But yeah, but it's, I think, especially in times like this, you need stuff like that out there. Just because everybody needs a break from it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that helps your your image out, your company out, if you're putting out something like that, because people are like, okay, they get it. They understand. We're we're people. We needed that little laugh break. Mm -hmm. I'll mess with them and their product. Right. Or or I'll even just listen to what they have to say. Yeah. So as far as Fugo, you know, the the party's already started. Right. So the timing, I guess, comes into play as far as your marketing. You know, do you think food companies, grocery stores, they do the right, you know, cyclical advertising before these large events, even to the electronics? You know, they Consumer Reports says this is the best time to go buy TV. Show mm-hmm. the weekend of the Super Bowl because that's when the best. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're not, they're not stupid, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, oh, oh, you, oh, you gonna have a great party? Yeah, let me go ahead and get this. Got this seventy-inch TV right here for you, brother. Right. Come on, come, come on in so here. Come on in the room. Staples like food-wise or, or beverage-wise or wine. Uh, <laughs> food-wise, wine lady. Uh, the wine chick. Yes, <laughs> yes. Say my food-wise. name. And I honestly, wings. Okay. Yeah. I think wings are a staple. Wings, nachos, and I don't even eat this stuff. But since everybody else loves it, it has to be that rotel. Yeah. Rotel dip, it has to be there. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. If you don't have that rotel dip, you might have a few people in your party like, what are you doing? What about pizza? Yeah. Pizza's good. Pizza's yeah. good. Pizza's, yeah. pizza's good and it's affordable. Yeah. And everybody can eat off of it without right. you breaking the bank. Mm-hmm. And the game itself is a break, like you were saying, from the monotony of politics this and nonsense that and, you know, and just let's just say it, it's a real kind of heavy time if you're a sports fan. Yeah, right now, so especially yes. This is going to be a good thing, and just to to see some of the lighter, harder commercials. You know, you mm-hmm. are going to see some that make you think, and some that like our call to action. Right. You know, if you see all this stuff about Black history, you know, go research some of it. Yeah. Find out some things, especially if it's things you don't know. Right. Yeah. Don't post the same things you've known since seventh grade. Right. Go find out something new every day, mm-hmm. and. You know, I think that's how we we help and grow. But overall, let's let's go out and watch this game. Let's have some fun. Definitely. But take note as business owners of what advertisers are speaking to. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, does it grab you? You know, does it? Is it something that I'm more intrigued about learning more about? Right. You know, and taking your product or service to that level. And if I can say this, if you are doing advertising, and you only have so much. Make the most out of what you have. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There are some things that you can, I won't say so, so much, just cut corners on, but there's things that you can do to say, okay, this is all I have. I can either try to do this or I can do this well. Mm-hmm. You need to just do that well. Spend your money the right way. That way you're putting out there an eye-opening product that people want to, to find out about. Well, and another thing that goes along with that is even when you get to the point of being able to pick your 
advertising, mm-hmm. you have to know your audience. Like, who is yes. your audience? What What are their pain points? What are they looking for? How can you connect with them to build that relationship? You need to know their age. You know, right. everybody mm-hmm. will be watching the Super Bowl of different varieties and age. Right. But if you're looking at it and say, I'm really trying to target the 35-year-old male. He's a divorcee. He makes... Um, $200,000 a year, like you have to create a commercial specifically for that market. And I think it's going to be really tremendous when people understand that, hey, now my marketing dollars can go a whole lot further because I'm not just trying to do something funny that'll appeal to women. I actually Mm -hmm. am trying to appeal to men of a certain income bracket and get them to take action. And that's when you really know, that's when you really know Mm -hmm. that your advertising dollars have been working effectively. Yeah, it's amazing how, um, let's just be frank about it, like, people make getting, these companies make getting into debt so appealing. Mm-hmm. Like, just stroll on down there, mm. sign the paper. <laughs> it's so wonderful. It is, and it then is. 45 days later, like, man. What what did I do? I got so happy about the Super Bowl. Right. I had the meat sweats from the hotel. I don't know. <laughs> I was it the there. meat sweats? I had the meat sweats. <laughs> went inside the paperwork. But yeah, that's um that is very key for for people like we don't have money to waste. And I'm sure even on that large scale, that's still not money they're thinking about. That's fine. Money. You know yeah. it's fine too. Yeah. It's 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 they strategically put it together. Well, as far as how much they want to spend and everything, because it doesn't matter how big you get as a company, everybody has a budget. Right. You have a certain amount of money that you're going to spend or that you want to spend, mm-hmm. and you're not trying to cross that line. Mm-hmm. So they are already thinking about it, and they've probably been planning this the whole year up to this point. Absolutely. And some of them have probably had the product or the commercial ready. They just wait to see what the price is. Mm-hmm. Boom. Right. Go ahead, let's get this in rotation. So do you think they deal with things like, you know, with movies and everything else, leaks and Yeah. Do you think it's that serious? I, 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 would, I would guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a you know, an aspect of protecting your product, protecting your brand. Uh, is is leaks the new hot thing? Like, are we now kind of leaking our own stuff just so we can start getting a pre buzz right. before the major event? I heard something during the um Whole Antonio Brown saga. Uh-huh. Burner account. And I'm, like you're saying, people mm-hmm. are, are leaking their own things or defending themselves. Kevin got, uh, Durant got cut off. He had a burner account. Mm-hmm. And, they maybe, they and maybe that's it. the next step in advertising is just uh, what you were saying, any kind of contact creating some kind of buzz. Right. You know, gets people talking about you. And that's what goes back to the annoying concept, like the commercial mm-hmm. that just, you know, slightly hurts you in the beginning, but like after you hear it, it grows on you. It's about like a, a song. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of songs out there. <laughs> plenty of songs. When you first heard that song, you're like, this is garbage. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. I'm mm-hmm. tired of hearing it, especially if all you're listening to is the radio. Mm-hmm. God, get this off my radio. Mm-hmm. But the I next used to thing, have friends, now I got enemies. Yeah. That's, oh my gosh, I hate that song. <laughs> but the next thing you know, you're sitting in the car by yourself, the song comes on, and you just. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna tell you a perfect example. I think Lizzo song when it first came out. Yes. Son of a gun. Honey. Me and Caden were riding, and I was just like, "This song is garbage." What? He was like, "Dad, I'm with you. It's garbage." <laughs> 
And we were just sitting there riding, having a good time, conversating about the song. A few weeks later, comes on. I'm in there getting it. <laughs> I am getting it singing. He, look, he looks at me like, I thought you said the song was garbage. I said, son, it, it was. I've listened to it so much, it's a got me. Yeah. And there's a lot of songs like that where you just you don't get it at first, but you next thing you know you hear it heard it enough. Right. And it just grows on you. You just like Yeah. And that's a testament to these creatives, to their mindset. To mm-hmm. understand you've got a 30 second window to capture, to captivate, to you know, leave an impression. Right. You know, it's like the the largest, I would say most expensive elevator speech ever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, <laughs> This is it. No, that's an excellent way to put it. It is. I mean, some some people may get more than one shot. Like Mm -hmm. you may see more than one commercial. That's a good question too. What if it doesn't hit on anything? I think your job, your job as that marketing guru or person, it what what happens to your job? I think it's a wait and see approach. I don't think they can make any knee jerk. Reaction just off day of the Super Bowl. I, I, and I bring that up because of the time that we live in as far as social media. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if there is enough backlash, you already know how this society is now. Oh, we're canceling you. Yeah. We're not talking. We're not. You, Cancel culture. Yeah. Yeah. And so if that happens to a company, you have to be. Have to, I'm assuming, hey, bud. Your time's no longer needed. Sure. <laughs> we don't need you anymore. And that's, a, you know, they probably have to operate in some realm of fearlessness. Mm-hmm. You have to be. Like, yeah, because if, if you're worried about it, you'd be so, oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just sit there. Oh, hey, why can't you be still? My commercial about to come on. Oh, I hope they like it. You, you that, can, I, that's another question I would have is like, Okay, there's a there's a price for the airtime, but do you get to select order, or is it just we'll we're, we're going to get it in during That's the game? That's a great question. At, at some point. That's a great question. But know, then because again, what um, what if you know and how many people do this? You know, watch the first half. Don't watch it after halftime. You know, so do you lose that much? How much does viewership go down? Is that right. a chance you take? You know, do you get to pick and choose? A lot of factors. Yeah. A lot of factors. Which, again, goes to you better be on your A game. You got to be. um, But let's change gears a little bit. Let's go ahead and go into the uh, topic of the day. All right. So today's topic, we're going to talk about a bill that's trying to get passed. I think the last article I read on it, because this is from a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. they didn't pass it in the Tennessee Senate or in the Tennessee House. Uh, the bill was talking about making it legal to where you can sell half an ounce of marijuana or a person can have that and making it legal to where there's no charges or anything that can come along with it. With the money and the proposal, what they were going to do is use 12% of that for education and infrastructure. And the way the split was going, I believe it was 50%. For education, mm-hmm. 30% for infrastructure, and then 20% was basically left for miscellaneous things mm-hmm. as far as the budget and everything. Mm-hmm. So my question that I want to know about is if this did go into effect or if it does in the future, 
how does this affect people that are sitting in jail because they sold weed in Tennessee? Because if you're going to make it legal, and it may not be just Tennessee, because there's other places that have uh, legalized it, but you don't hear any noise or see anything said about people that are in jail over weed charges. Right. And them being released or them being put into a program to where, hey, you were caught selling this. We're making it legal. Let me go ahead and give you this license where you can do it. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on that whole thing? Well, I think what you said would be a great idea if they would sit and review it, but because it's, you know, the term is used, mass incarceration has been done. Mm-hmm. There's so many people in for nonviolent offenses that is going to take a lot longer to iron out than what they're trying to propose now. Mm-hmm. They see, again, with this legalizing marijuana, the tax angle is the what's being presented in all right. the states where it's being passed. And that's all they're concerned with right now. You know, it's a strictly business thing. It's generating tax revenue. It's not, I mean, I'll say they don't care about the people that were incarcerated for right. whatever. They see an angle and they're taking it. I mean, it's sad, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. I just see that it's one of those, uh, it's just, a sad situation because you have people that have been sitting in there for the longest just off of selling weed mm-hmm. because they weren't hurting anybody. They weren't doing anything. They were supplying a need of certain people <laughs> that wanted it. And because you deemed it illegal, they got caught up with it and they're serving that time. But now... <laughs> You're reversing, like, ah, it's okay. Let's go ahead and sell it. Right. And you're giving these people their license to go out here, sell it. You got these farms that are growing up everywhere. You got all this money that's being made, but these people are sitting in jail because they were trying to do it. And it's just a, a foul situation. So, I mean, it is. It's, the game wasn't designed to be fair. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of part of it, but I'll let you make your point. No, <laughs> so, um, I guess this is the reason why y'all don't like me, but <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to still say what I got to right. say. Say it from your chest. Okay. So, the fact that when they actually were arrested, it was a crime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I don't think that they're going to release those people because by definition of the law, law, it was a crime at that time. Could they have waited until it became legal or could they have, you know, created a legislative lobby to go and try and position that to make it happen? Absolutely. I mean, that's the way things are done. However, Mm -hmm. we know that our people aren't going to do that. Correct. So, um, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to release. I mean, you think about all the other states. I don't think now that California is legalized, right. you know, how many states are we up to now? Like 15, 18 states? I think it was 18. I don't think they've let any of those out. Now, there have been some circumstances where um, time has been reduced, mm-hmm. you know, giving people an opportunity to get off on good behavior. But I think there's still the money-making opportunity of on that, they're still going to collect those probation fees. Mm. They still want to be able to 
get money out of them. I think that's a much better solution if you were to release them so they could go back and be proactive members of society right. and absolutely allow them to pay the fees if that's how if they really want to make money. Mm -hmm. right. um, and by that, I mean the government wanting to make yeah. money. Um, but it also would probably hinder them from being able to sell it if they are a convict or a mm -hmm. felon. I wonder how that law would be set up. It's interesting. It's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, and I was just trying to Google real quick. I don't think that there's been any circumstances where they pretty much had retroactive laws and just let people out of jail like, mm -hmm. eh, you know. Right. That's not the case anymore. But we live in a different society. Mm -hmm. So we have a whole new band of legislators who are coming down the pipeline. And I know that they are more interested in having regular everyday folk to be the legislators of the country mm -hmm. instead of the wealthy and the billionaire. Right. So who knows? That may actually change in another it's, 10, 20 years. It's, it's legal. Legal. It's legal. Excuse me. It's legal in 11 states. Uh, medicinal is legal in 33 states. Okay. Because here's what I think. If you think about it, we've been talking about marketing. Mm -hmm. These people that were selling this weed or people that sell anything. If you think about it, you have to be a pretty good salesman Bet. to get their product out. Right. Mm -hmm. So they have the fundamentals of running a business yes. already. Absolutely. So why not take that and teach them how to flourish it into something positive? Oh, absolutely. And, and if it can be with weed... You've already laid out the table. But you have to go through the proper channel. Proper channel? Why not? Yes, you have to do this, but you're getting out of jail. How many of them you think would do that? But then again, you have knuckleheads that would mess it up for everybody. That's true in any situation. Which is why, right, why you can't wholesale just across the board say, no harm, no foul, everybody's out. Right. You know, because... Right. There are some that were not hurting anyone, but there yeah. are some that did hurt others. And, you know, people will say, I'm in jail for weed, but what else is attached to that? Like, right. You did, it'd have to be right. strictly just weed. Because we know that there are other people in there who are have other things that might have gotten for weed, but yeah. there are other things that are tied into it but the, as a whole. The industry itself is... A multi-billion, like even on the the hemp-based side with mm -hmm. the low CBD. THC content, mm -hmm. that CBD is, is yeah, right. booming. I mean, and it is in a you know upward trajectory, and it's a good place. Again, what we're trying to encourage people is, I mean, starting your own business, there is no limit. Right. You can own your own business as a convict. Nobody ever has to run any kind of whatever, unless you're in. Something like securities or something like that. Right. But, but any run-of-the-mill business that you can run from home, you're the owner. Right. No one can check you on that regard because a lot of these people do get out and they're just not afforded opportunities. And that creates a strain on the economy. It creates a strain on it. So if they were to create some kind of program, but you would have to follow you know, stringent rules, I think it would be great because, like you said, some of the people have the mindset for it. There are some great business owners that have there is a, paid their debt. Mm -hmm. I think and, we talked about it a while ago, but there is a guy who opened up a barbershop. He's the first black barbershop in the Walmart. Okay. Mm -hmm. He was a convict. Mm -hmm. Guess what? He found his lane. He found his opportunity. And guess what he did for himself? Mm -hmm. 
it can be done. And there's a lot of them that there's a lot of our people that are locked up right now who have the mind state and who are tired of it, but will never get the chance or the chance is not there for them because we don't have those programs in place. And we have to make them, not only do we have to make them understand that there's a different way, but you have to teach them along the way too. You can't just say here, you know, no, you have to show them because they don't understand that. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why they're in the situation they are because all they know is I've got to make this sacrifice to get this money because I've got this, this, and this to take care of, or I've got these people to take care of. They don't understand that. Hey, you go, you work your job. Mm-hmm. After you work your job, you take that money and you put something in savings. You put something there. They weren't getting that type of education, or they weren't. They didn't have those type of people around them. All they knew is spend, spend, spend to try to keep everybody happy, but also make sure I have enough to do what I have to do to get more to keep this going. Right. So. Cool. Well, it's definitely more of a, you know, with the the taxes they're making, maybe something can be enacted that you, you mean you're on to the right point. Say <clears throat> some percentage of the funds collected will go for programs for convicts. I don't I don't know how that would have to change specifically, but maybe something to dig into. I mean, you may be on to something like as far as actually changing something to help. You know, which would be a great thing. That's the only thing. It has to change. If it doesn't change, or if we're not the ones behind the change, then who is it going to be? Right. Because the majority of the people that are serving time, and a lot of it's a lot of petty little stuff, nonviolent stuff, it's us. And it's because a lot of the people that are going back, we don't give them the strong alternative. It's you go be a worker. And that, and I think one that's one of the biggest downfalls we have, because we have these people who are considered bosses, because they're the ones that were considered the main person behind this, and you put them in a position where they are having to be the worker again, and that's like you said, it's they have to be bis. I think they should be put in a position. To where they learn how to be a legit business owner and they can go there because they're used to being that boss. They're used to being the one giving the instructions. If they can sit out there and they can run a corner, by God, they can run a business. I agree. I agree that a lot of people who um, have made poor choices are excellent business professionals. They would absolutely. A lot of it comes to mindset. Now, mind mm-hmm. you, some of these people that you're talking about there, they were just soldiers. They were foot soldiers. Right. They were out there. Somebody yeah. put something in their hands, and they didn't have any, um, it wasn't a conscious thought to be able to say, I'm going to build this business. You know, they might have just been carrying for somebody that one day, mm-hmm. and it was like, take this from this to there, and mm-hmm. then you'll be able to pay your bills. They were just like, all yeah. right, I'm going to do it. Some mm-hmm. people got stuck with something. Somebody stashed something on them or what have you. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. all of these situations are true. Um, however, it's not that every person in jail is a smart business owner. Right. That's very true. Okay. Very true. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I don't want people to just like, no. Now, if anything, if we want to create a better society of business owners, then that really needs to be taught 
in elementary through high school. That too, yes. That No, that first and foremost. Yes. Because my favorite book of all time is Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devil. And he literally talks about how from the educational standpoint, from the time that children are babies, mm -hmm. then we are teaching them how to be workers. That's right. all we're teaching them how to do is be workers. And you have a few standouts who become the bosses. They become the mm -hmm. kingpins and you know they are the masterminds behind this. They usually had a mentor or a leader, somebody who could show them the ropes right. and be able to teach them. But if we really wanted to build a culture, and I think it's so imperative that we do this podcast and talking about this now, mm -hmm. we have to start having that conversation about our kids starting businesses when they are in elementary school. Yeah. And it's not that because... It's not that we want them to go and get good jobs with benefits anymore. They have to be able to create their own income stream, no, no matter right, what. Right. The way that these jobs are being taken away from people, mm -hmm. it is so very important that we start teaching our kids how to, what it looks like, what you have to go through in yeah. order to build a business from the ground up the day one to be able to say, you know, hey, you're already on this business with me, like the wristlets, you know, with the twistesses, being able to say, yeah, you know, Telling that story to them so they can already have it embedded in their mind. We see Moe's Bows and the little girl that did the lemonade. There are a whole lot of child, children, mm -hmm. um, child entrepreneurs who are out there mm -hmm. making it. And I would love to really see that. It's not as though, I, I'm, I can't say you can't fix, you can't teach old dog new tricks with some people, right? Right. With some people, not all people. But I would love to really be able to say, more business strategy minded education mm -hmm. when children are young very mm -hmm. young because i think that will help put them into a better position so as you were saying by the time that they get to 18 19 20 they are ready yeah, to make yeah. business moves and not those other moves i got exactly. you i got you build it exactly. from the ground up yeah. to the point yeah to the extent where if that's ever presented they're like uh no i'm good i got you know because they are enticed by the things they see in front of them right. presenting other options if you still make that choice then you were destined to do that right. I mean, it's something that mindset you have to go back and, and make sure that you are prepared because mm -hmm. it, it's not easy mm -hmm. there are times you want to fold there are times you want to quit there are times it's not worth it but you know you dig your heels in and you push and you go forward i think we all go through those things like you said that's another aim of this podcast is encouraging business owners stick with it yeah Stick with it. Six months from now, you know, when we first started talking about it, you said six months from now, is it going to matter? Then why are you getting mad about it? Right. You know, little things like that, um, sharing with each other. So, yeah, that's, I mean, appreciate y'all's input, man. Thank you for bringing that out. But I would, I would look into that to see how you may be able to, to entice them to start a mentoring program for people that want to change. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that may be something you, you'd be surprised where it could go. It was like you said, there have to be uh, stringent rules with that. And the reason being is you have some that are sincerely wanting to change, and then you have those who, I'm going to do this before I can get out of here. Right. And then they go back to doing the same thing. So you have to make sure that you are keeping an eye out to make sure that the people that really want it but also need it right. are getting it. As, as with any type of program or help. Right. So, I know you're not a fan, okay. but give us a score, prediction tonight. Oh. <laughs> 17 to 32. The red team. The red team. Ah. 
Which Seven which team? team? What's the one minute? The Chiefs are going to be in red. Okay. Barbecue or seafood? Seafood. That's San Francisco. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm already mixed up. <laughs> Just trying to help. I'm, I'm, I'm on both teams. So. If, if you're going barbecue and seafood, that's the best because Kansas City has the barbecue. Uh -huh. You're going to get the good seafood at San Francisco. So Pier 41 is what I heard. Yeah. It's good stuff. So, uh -huh. Okay. So there you go. Okay. So what about yourself, sir? Uh, it's a tough one to call, man. To be truthful, because and I honestly bet it they they probably are the best two teams that played this year. Right. No hands, no contest. Um, but I'm going to say it's going to be yeah, let's say forty-one to thirty-five, mm. and I give the game to the Chiefs. Mm. All right, I'm, I'm also taking the Chiefs, and I do I think it's going to be 36-28, something like that. You know, I think it's going to be there is going to be a lot of points scored. Uh, and I thought about another commercial just then. You remember the Snickers commercial where a guy he was painting the Chiefs end zone and he spelled chefs. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like a old, old, old boy moment. The the Southwest commercial want to get away. You know, those are some some good commercials just thinking back over the years. So, yeah, it's I'm excited for the game. This is a fun show. Yeah. yeah. It really was a fun show. Absolutely. I, I enjoyed it. I think, I think it, and we also got to tie the business aspect into it as mm -hmm. far as the, the brain power. Yeah. That goes into putting these things together. You don't really think about it like you sit there and watch it for 30 seconds. Right. Like, like you said, months, years even, maybe a production that goes into it to... We started with this concept mm -hmm. and made it all the way to here. You don't know how many times they scratched ideas. Right. Said, well, that, that's not going to do it. Yeah. Or they seen something that was already done that they thought they were going to be able to do. They had to start over. Right. Just a whole lot of things. I'd love to see a commercial from the beginning to the Super Bowl made just to see that process. There was a guy who was talking about he did all his Super Bowl commercials in like six days before the Super Bowl. Yeah, you have to Google it, but and, and mind you, he's pretty masterful yeah. at doing some really great Super Bowl commercials. But he's a producer, and he was like, "I can get them done in six days." And he's he works on that clutch mentality. But I think a portion of that also is being able to see what's going on in the culture, what's right. what's going to be most popular because. You, won't, you do have some circumstances where people started a commercial a year ago and then mm -hmm. they go to put out something and it's like, ooh, probably putting out a commercial with a plane crashing today, yeah. not a good look. Yeah. So right. they would have to scratch that all together and start back over. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Which that's another challenge of the information and how quickly trends change, like you're saying. Right. Like, oh, that, like you said, that's off the board. Oh, yeah. You talk about that and you were talking about, you know, and this is no shame. You know, you were saying the guy does the commercials in six days. I mean, Tyler Perry did an entire movie in five. Please yeah. don't start with that movie again. I cannot. I refuse to can. I refuse to can. Uh -uh. I, I saw that headline. I was like, what hey, movie is this? Um, A Fall from Grace. Yeah. Oh, that's the one. Did that entire movie in five days? Yes, with the bad wigs and the bad acting. Uh, the eating air. <laughs> 
<laughs> to eating air, man. Just drinking air. So you see, you gotta have to. I have to read. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it is a mess. But, but it had a pretty good storyline. I ended up watching it all the way through, but I was too tickled about it. Oh my goodness. I like that though. The clutch mentality is like, I I don't know. Can you always do that? Like in your respective position, like you know you have a deadline. You're like, I'll get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I thought I, I was clutch. I mean, that's why this story stuck out with me because I was like, I feel him. I can feel him being able to kick out a paper for an exam, uh, you know, for a class or yeah. studying last minute for an exam. Yeah, I've been there, done that. That's yeah. just kind of the way I'm. I sure don't have to get out of bed before noon. Right. Most yeah. days, and still be in here like, all right, one o'clock appointment. Let's go. Let's boom, boom, boom. So, and and I think there's a, a level of energy, enthusiasm yeah. that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. Now. There is still preparation and stuff that's done on the back end. So you're already kind of putting the ideas in your head. But when mm-hmm. it's time to just kind of kick it out and push it out, because you know, you guys know, I'll send you an email in a minute. Okay, look yeah. what I did. Right. You know, look what I did. I built the website Friday. was like, I was having fun with it. I got engaged and then, and he said he loved it. So thank you for the referral. I appreciate that. No doubt. Yeah. That's what it's about, networking, making yes, connections. Yes, so yes, yes. We are working here at the Rock Movement. We yeah. are. Hey, still looking for a production assistant. So if you know someone that would like to work with us, we'd love to talk to them. Absolutely. Um, if you want your company advertised, as we were talking about in today's show, hit us up. Send us a little 30-second uh, spot. We'll get you in. Uh, it's info at theramanmovement.com, and theramanmovement.com is the website. So we're looking forward to great things. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to... Uh, Wind down here so you can get to your games, your parties. Everybody be safe. Please. First and foremost. Uber is way cheaper than the UIs. Amen. So let's just get that out there. Come on, come on in here now. Now everybody be safe and uh, let's wind it down. Who wants to go first? Well, I will. So um, my thought, my ending thought for the week is look for opportunities. Okay. Look for opportunities. If you're having a Super Bowl party and you start hearing conversations and they say, hey, this is this will be a great business, maybe you have the mind to enact that. If you're watching TV and you say, mm-hmm. oh, I see a gap or something that we could be able to use to fill this for a particular market, look for those opportunities. Those are gifts that have been given to you from the divine. So work on that, use mm-hmm. that, and be able to turn it into your own business opportunity. Who knows? You may be the next millionaire. There you go. All right. Find your passion. Live your passion. Succeed in your passion. Stay positive. Keep focused. Have a great week. Period. I'm going to end with manage expectations. Oh. <laughs> with the Super Bowl in the NFL football season, just had the college football season over. The XFL is not the NFL. Manage your expectations. <laughs> 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 I don't want anybody thinking, you know, it's going to compare to, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's probably some good players. There are some good players, you know, still playing at a semi-professional level. But uh-huh. manager expectations, you know, like these companies, like you said, they know they're not top tier. Hey, manager expectations. Be real about where you are. Aspire to get to those places, but understand, you know, like you said, do well where you are. And then you'll go on to the other things. So i say that again. Manage your expectations in business, in life, in love, and everything. Manage your expectations. It'll save you from a lot of heartbreak and disappointment. So with that being said, everybody have a good time. Thank you. We enjoyed it. 
We had a great time today. Appreciate everybody that tuned in. I saw a few people jump in and say hi. We appreciate you watching. Uh, if you haven't done so, follow our page, The Ramen Movement. Uh, go to the website, check us out, drop us an email, let us know something you may want to talk about, something, even if you want to be a guest, chime in. We'd love to yes, have you on. Yes, we love guests. Uh, we record every Sunday, and like I said, we're glad to be here. We're glad to include people in the business and networking community. So, with that being said, everybody have a good night. We appreciate you guys. Have fun, and we're out. Deuces.